Welcome to the Church 214 podcast. We're glad that you've joined us today. We hope that you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at church214.org. Hey, give it up for the youth team and the youth worship team and the kiddos and everybody else. Oh my gosh. Man, if I knew, I don't know. It's like Olympic tryouts or something. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I maybe, I mean, muscles could have been pulled. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, you're, how old are you? You forgot? 10? You're 10. That's why your muscles are not pulled right now. <laughs> every, every person over. Well, <laughs> uh, there are people in the room that are jealous of you, Joel. I'll say it like that. They're going, wow, that kid can move his leg. You know, like, that's pretty crazy. Sorry, there's anyone who can't move their leg. I'm really sorry. All right. Well, hey, welcome to Church 214. Glad y'all are here this morning. Uh, welcome to Youth Takeover. Welcome to Youth Takeover. It's pretty exciting. Oh, man, I uh, could have been like a buffer. Another, uh, what's it called, a mingle, you know? It's all Ashton's fault, though. I told him not to. Where'd he go? Now he's hiding, isn't he? Yeah. Where'd he go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you now. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, first off, before we start, I had to give away a gift card uh, from Paul. Again, Paul is just like, I need to work at Chick-fil-A, man. Paul's loaded, man. He's giving out these gift cards like crazy. So, um, girl, that's cheating. Okay. This one is $50 to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? I, I almost was like, I'm not going to give him any. I'm not going to give it away. Like, I'm going to forget about it. I forgot. So, Carly, you trying to grab this? <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 make it hard? It is $50. What? All right. I know, you already won the first one, bro. And no, you're not taking your shirt off. No. No. This is take over, not take off. Okay, this is a different situation. Okay. All right, if anyone can name me this verse without looking at it, then you can get this. Okay? Okay. All right. Ready? Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Huh? I guarantee you there's someone in this room that knows. Proverbs what? Okay. Okay, so she's closest. She's Proverbs. What? 715? No, this is 214. Okay, I don't know what's going No one? Jill? All right, Jill. Yeah, you're the closest. Might as well come on. Right. Look at Jill. <laughs> Jill is on one today. Come on, Jill. Oh, Heidi's got you. Heidi's. Uh-oh. <clears throat> There's a chase. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my word. Okay. Wow. We have fun in church. Amen. Holy moly. Holy moly. Now, uh, Kip, what happened here? What happened here? Okay. If I reach in there, it's not going to blow my hand off, right? No? I hope not. Okay. All right. Well, hey, welcome. Um, thank you all for coming. Let me pray real quick, and then we'll get right into the word. So, uh, Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for uh, the opportunity to gather together here and worship you. And we give you glory. We give you praise. And we just ask you for your presence to be here. We love you. And uh, we ask that you'd make yourself evident to those who might have questions today, Lord Jesus, that you would make yourself clear to those who might be foggy and doubting. And God, um, we just ask you for a wonderful, wonderful moment here. And uh, Lord, that you would illuminate your word to people today. And Jesus, that you would bless the children of this house on Youth Takeover Day. In Jesus' name, everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right. Today is a very special day for me. Um, if you know anything about my story, which you don't need to, but two years ago, if you would have told me, hey, man, in two years, you're going to be preaching at Youth Takeover at Church 214. 
which is a different church than where I was at two years ago, and your boys would be graduating on the same day, and you're giving the graduation speech the same day, I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. Sure, you ate too many Oreos last night, and that's not my problem. But today is a very special day for me because that is happening, and uh, God has redeemed some things in my life, and I'm so very excited just to come from that place and that heart, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So God is very good. He's better than we think, right? Oh, man. So we're in a uh, planted, oh, sorry, soil. That's what it's called. I knew that. You know, I knew that. Um, soil. Who here has soil in their house? In, in their house? Some of you plant moms are like, I have soil above my TV stand, soil in my bathroom, soil everywhere, right? Yeah. Carly, uh, Carly's my fiance. I have to say it every time now. I'm obligated. I have to say I have a fiance. Okay. Um, I saw a TikTok, and it was like, when you get to a certain point, you no longer get your girlfriend flowers. You give her plants. And I was like, I said, Carly, she said, well, once we're married, you can give me plants. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I guess I have to get plants, and that means soil and whatever else. But anyways, when I was young, when I was these kids' ages, that was back when kids played outside, right? That's when kids got dirty. That's when they actually played in the soil, and they ate the soil. They drank the soil, right? It was like, look at that mud puddle. I'm not going to... I'm not going to walk away from it, right? Mom just bought me these brand new shoes. I should just ruin them, right? Every mom's like, yeah, that's why we don't buy them really nice shoes. We buy them shoes from wherever. So I was that kid. I remember one time uh, I was outside playing with my friends next door, and he, he, was a bi- he was big into zoo animals, so he had, like, this really long rubber snake, and that thing had some, like, stretch to it and some, like, power, so I took it, and I just said, now, you know when you're a kid, right? You're like, run, right? And the kids are like, oh, my gosh. And they start running. So I was chasing him, and I hit him with a wah-pow. He went inside. He was crying. He was crying. Mom was not happy with me. We didn't play for a while. So, yeah. But that was, that was back when we played outside. We got soiled up. Our clothes got soiled, right? When you say clothes are dirty, they get soiled, right? That was me. Now, nowadays, though, I don't like getting dirty at all. I hate getting dirty. I don't like getting dirty. Carly's like, can we go outside and, like, go on a walk? And I'm like, a walk? <laughs> like, do you have to get dressed up for that? You know, is that something you do? I don't know. Walks. I've never been on so many walks um, <laughs> since I got engaged. <laughs> Whatever it takes. She's just talking to Boone. Boone's like, I like walks, too, you know. <laughs> Boone, do you like playing outside? Yeah, he does. He said, yeah, I do. Mud puddles. Mud puddles. That's where I'm at in my life. Sometimes it feels, life feels like a mud puddle. Yeah? Jesus will clean you up. But here's the deal. I went from playing in the soil to trying to stay away from the soil. Right? I went from childlike, just having fun living, being a person, doing my thing, being a child, to... You get older and you start getting a little cynical and the world starts teaching you how you should act and how you should be. And, well, don't, don't wear your dirty shoes over to their house because you were just playing in the soil. And if you wear your shoes over to their house, they're going to look at you weird. Like, you know, you got to be nice and neat, right? Don't offend their carpet. Take your shoes off before you step into my house. Sorry, Mom. I love you. Mom's like, house, shoes off, please. I just got new carpet. I just got new carpet. Oh, man. Like the old carpet, we could do anything on it, you know? New carpet, it's like a new house. You know, you don't, don't breathe over here. No food over here. You know, that's since changed. But anyways, I won't tell the story of me cutting a hole in her couch and all that situation. But it's... Where I'm going with this is in our life, right, when we grow up, when we first encounter Jesus, we have that childlike experience. It's all you know is I encountered Jesus. Now, some of us grew up in the church. And so we're, we're kind of filtering our encounter, filtering how we should respond, how we should act through church, right? Through the church. Um, and not through what God's word says who Jesus is, right? Who he reveals himself to us as. And uh, it's actually funny because I heard someone told me, I think it was Heather, he said there's a rumor that we're the progressive liberal church, right? And I was like, oh my, if only people knew that we're not, <laughs> okay? Uh, it's like, who has a gun on them today? You know, like, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People are like, 
podcast. Just kidding, right? Just kidding, podcast. Um, yeah, well, we're going to preach the word today, so that's about all I need to say. But the, the world is going to start teaching our children. And obviously, as you've seen, there's an attack on our children. Um, I don't have children, so there's an attack on your children. And uh, there was an attack on me when I was young, but I've never seen something like this so crazy, so blatant. And the world is going to start telling us how to apparently raise children. No. <laughs> you raise your children. And the Word of God informs you how to do that, right? Because the Word of God is good soil to raise your kids in, right? Because the theme of today, I want you to let you know that your soil influences your sprouts, right? Okay? Who has seen anything grow in dry soil? It's, it's, it's next to impossible, okay? Unless it's a desert and it's meant to grow there. But that kind of defeats the purpose. Um, but cactus have water in them anyway, so that's, that is what it is. That doesn't count. But soil, you ever went to Lowe's? I hate this because it's dirty. You go to Lowe's. I hate going to Lowe's in general. But I'm just kidding. But you go to Lowe's, and the soil bags are damp and nasty and, like, wet, and it's hard to pick. If you've got to pick them up, you have to wear your nasty shirt or your whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just gross. Soil bags. But they're not dry, right? No. They're wet because they serve a purpose. They can't, you can't cultivate something that hasn't been rain. That's why farmers rejoice when the rain comes, right? I'm getting mad yesterday because I can't even step outside of my car because it's pouring down rain and it's borderline hailing. And I'm trying to get Carly an apple from Aldi's, right? And I can't even get out the car because it's raining. I'm like, man, rain, who cares? Rain, right? The farmers in the land are like, praise God. You know, it's crazy. Rain. So we need good soil. We need healthy soil. We need soil that has, it's, has a dampness to it, right? It has purpose to it. Okay, so Proverbs 22. I already read it. Now, Jill, this is Proverbs 22, 6. Now you know, okay? $50 worth of knowledge in your hand right now, okay? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they're old, they will not turn from it. So my parents raised me in the church, praise God and uh, raised me in a beautiful church, loving church. And ultimately, when I was young, I was in church all the time. I knew who Jesus was, all that. Um, and then I kind of did my thing for a little bit. Meredith knows. Meredith's like, I know all his secrets. Oh, my God. I saw him in high school, right? That's how Meredith talks, by the way. If uh, <laughs> you know Meredith, she's like, yeah. Right, Eliza? That's how she'd be talking, right? Yeah, no. And um, my, my soil became dry because I was essentially trying to uproot myself from what God had intended for my life. And my roots were starting to get dry. They were starting to get aired out. They were kind of getting dug into other things that weren't necessarily healthy for me, into the world's design for how to grow my life, for how to be planted in something, right? And nowadays, um, we live in a world where Instead of God's design, which is the word of God for our lives, we're having children decide the design for their life. We're having children run the households. We're having all these things. It's like opposite now. It's opposite day, every day. And I'm confused by this. But it's because we have shied away from defending the word. We have started to preach gospels that are false or they're dry soil. We can't do anything with it, right? You can't plant anything in a unhealthy, look, the word cultivates your soil, okay? The word cultivates your soil. And then Proverbs 29, okay, because we're in youth takeover. So this youth, you're fun. Ready? Discipline your children. Who hates that? Moses is like, you've seen Barbara up here, right? <laughs> Yo, Sam, I'm sorry. Wherever Sam went, that dude... Barbara, where are you at? She's, she's, she's hiding? Okay. Yeah, Barbara knocked him out, man. She was on. Yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom was always like, I, can, I brought you into this world, and I'll take you out, you know? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, Mom. I don't know. I think I could take you. But after seeing something like that, you know, the mom burners turn on, and it's just like, wham. 
you saw Sarah, Sarah was clocking my dad. They're not even related. I got it on video too, man. We're gonna, I'm, I'm putting that in slow-mo, sound effects. Bill, Bill, chivalry's not dead, you know, you're, hey. Dad was like, please, Jesus. Please, Jesus. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, Proverbs 29, 17, discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. And what I've seen, now I'm not a parent, so I don't really have the, I don't have authority on raising a child, but I've seen it from afar and I've seen the effects of parents not parenting their child. Um, it, it's scary to me. But look, the word says, God's design, discipline your children and they will give you peace. They will bring you the delights you desire. You know what's crazy? We look at that and we go, oh man, discipline my child. Well, guess what? His rod and his staff comforts me. Okay? If you know anything about shepherds, they ain't, they're not afraid to maybe break a leg or two to get you back up on their shoulders. You know what I'm saying? We need to uh, be willing to follow God's design on how to plant for soil, right? And some of that means disciplining our children because they'll bring you peace. Some parents, uh, I was in youth ministry for a while, still am kind of, just serving with Peyton, praise God, you know. Um, Peyton handles conflict really well. She thinks she doesn't, but she's awesome at it. And um, yeah, she's awesome, she's awesome. And I was in her shoes not too long ago, and man, parents, this is just my encouragement to you, a challenge to you, okay? Because I was told to not hold back, okay? Is that okay? Can I just, parents, yes, bring your child to youth, boom. However, parent your child at home, period, okay? <laughs> parent your child at home. You're the mom, you're the dad, do it at home. Um, because I've seen a lot, parents would bring their kid to me and say, you do the job, right? Well, guess what? You have them 24-7, you know? I got them for one, one or two hours a week, you know? Uh, work on your own soil. Raise your sprout in that soil. And then let them get watered by some other people. Amen? Okay. All right. So I'm going to bring you uh, three little, okay, these are not the how-tos, man. Okay, don't, don't, don't pad me yet, okay? Okay. Uh, the planted process or the planting process, it should be there. It should be in big letters just so everyone can read it. Yeah, there you go. The planting process, okay? So let me read you a scripture real quick, and we'll get to that. Psalm 92, 12 to 15. All right, and this is kind of where I'm going to pull from today, ultimately. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Amen, Florida. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted, everyone say Planted. In the culture, oh no, sorry, planted in politics, dang it, dang it, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. So if you're planted, the Bible says you'll flourish, easy enough, okay, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Now, can I tell you this from experience? I can guarantee you, when my parents saw the look on their own faces, when they realized what I was doing in high school, they were like, it's never going to end. My baby is done. You know? When is Jesus? Help us, because he's crazy. He's crazy. Now, I don't think they've ever heard this story, but uh, aren't those the best stories? You tell them when they don't know in front of everyone, so it's like public safety. It's like, I, if, I tell it, if I tell it here, nothing can really happen, you know? And I'm 26, you know, like, what are you gonna do? Spank me, you know? No, you're not, you're not gonna, huh? Take me down. She's like, I'll kick you out of my house. I'm like, oh, rent, I gotta save on rent. Okay, just kidding. But no, I would like walk home with like lighters in my socks trying to hide it, you know, like smoking something or whatever. Yeah, that's just, that's not a bad story, right? Okay, we're good. See, everyone's like, that wasn't that bad. Alex's like, what in the world? It's all good, because I've already told him everything. Okay. Number one, you got to plant, right? This is what it says. Planted in the house of the Lord. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Jules is a great example. She's planted herself in the house of the Lord, and her parents have done a great job of cultivating their soil to raise up a young sprout like Jules 
to now be here leading worship in the house, right? She's planted in the house. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. This is what uh, sometimes... I've seen that our generation, we love to take everything like it's supposed to happen tomorrow. Well, my kid just went to youth. What happened? Nothing's changed. He came back the same person. So, okay, bring him back next week and the week after that. See what happens in three years because I guarantee you, I was in high school. Well, I was in, I was in high school for four years, okay? I was going to say I was in high school for seven years and... But my parents probably wanted me to change real quick. Like, Jesus, turn him around tonight because I can't handle it, you know? If this kid says one more thing about girls or about playing basketball, I'm over it. Just let him come to you, okay? But it wasn't until three years later from freshman year to junior year, okay, that my mom, I like to say that she started my drug problem. Whoa, whoa, a.k.a. she drugged me back to church and threw me into the youth group, and I had no choice. She said, no, you're going. You're going. So shout out to Mel. Love you, Mel. Love you, Mom. Okay. You're going. You know why? Because she ran the house. Okay? She, it's her house, Dad's house, and she said, Mama Bear, you're coming or, not, or you're going to die. I mean, it's, it's, it's either one. I'm either taking you in there or I'm taking you out, okay? And I was like, fine. You know, you see that look in your, in your mom's face? You're like, I got to go. I got to do something, you know? So she, she firmly planted me in the house. She was like, <laughs> lock the door, okay? So planted in the house of the Lord. We've been called to start planning. Uh, when I'm trying, to, I'm trying to listen here. So... We were out there praying uh, before service, and when I was praying, I felt like the Lord was like the youth are taking over, and here's the thing. When we talk about it now in this generation, we, our automatic thing is the youth is crazy, right? Generation Z is out of their minds. They're all crazy, and sure, there are some that are crazy, and that's fine, okay? I was also crazy, and I stand before you today preaching God's word, and I'm thankful for that, and it took some time. Right? It took watering, watering. It took the Holy Spirit working on my heart, working on my life to get me to a place where I could say, finally, you know, Jesus, I'm going to give my life back over to you. Okay? It wasn't people hounding on me saying, your generation is stupid, you know? How about we start believing in people, right? Believing in people, loving on our children, loving on these kids that are lost, okay? Um, at youth, we have youth. We have some kids come in that, sure. Peyton's like, they keep coming, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, by the grace of God, bring them in. Because we want to plant these kids in the house so that they can grow up, right? And the Bible says that they will grow. It takes some time. It takes some time. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. You know, Psalm 1, okay, everyone say, in season... All right. Okay, I can't even work my Bible here. Look at this. Okay. Blesses the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree, everyone say it, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. In season. Right now, we're in a season where we're just now starting to see the fruit. Literally. The other day, Carl and I were on a walk. And she's like, look at the trees. They're budding. And I was like, what? My eyes aren't even geared for that. All I'm thinking of is how far are we from the house, you know? <laughs> she's trying to, like, talk and have this nice time. And I'm like, okay, that was, like, two kilometers 1.7, you know, miles or whatever. And uh, she's like, look at these trees. They're beautiful. And I was like, oh, because I've trained myself to not be wary or to not be alert to the fruit. 
in people's lives and in the, uh, apparently, the tree's lives, right? And it's only until I see the colors in the fall or the, the greenery, the actual, what this looks like, right? We all love this. I matched today, by the way. Hey. I know, that's what I go for. That's what I go for, Moses. Um, we like that. We like foliage. Is that how you say it? Foliage? Foliage? Uh, we like having plant moms, you know, plants in the house, all that. But the process sucks. The process takes forever, okay? Uh, there's a saying that says, a watched pot never boils, right? If you're so concerned that your children or the person you're praying for or whomever it may be, the lost guy or the guy on the side of the street or whatever, that you gave them a word or you prayed for them that night or you took them to youth and they haven't changed within 20 minutes, if that's the kind of change you're looking for, now, can God do it? Absolutely. He can radically save somebody. I've seen it. We've all, we've all seen that. We've seen that story. But a lot of times, it takes time. It takes prayer. It takes watering, right? It's like when you have that friend, and you've told them the right thing to do every single time, and they just don't listen to you. And then all of a sudden, a random stranger comes along, and they're like, hey, you know you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, you're right. And then they post about it on social media, and then you're really offended because you've been telling that for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? My parents have been telling me, don't do this. Don't do this. This is bad. And I'm like, meh, meh, you know, being a kid, being a little teenager. And all of a sudden, someone comes along who I don't know from Adam, and they're like, hey, man, you should really watch how you're living your life, bro. Because it's like a youth leader, right? Hey, bro. Hey, bro, you should, like, totally chill out, bro. And I was like, yeah, I should chill out. <laughs> this guy, like, there's something about him, you know? So praise God for our youth workers, right, our youth <laughs> leaders that are in our kids' lives, okay? Being one of those, I can't, sometimes I have more friends that are, like, <laughs> 5 to, like, 14, you know, then like real life friends, is that a problem? I, probably a problem. I'm getting it figured out. I'm gonna shoot some of my friends today um, at the Airsoft War, Airsoft War, Airsoft War, okay? Airsoft War, I don't actually, you know, I don't even own a gun, okay? Anyways, we're working on it. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so we gotta plant our kids in the house, amen? Boom. Now, what happens with the plant? It starts to get a little crazy. If you don't tend it, it starts getting a little wild, okay? This is going to be fun. Everyone do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look how crazy y'all look, right? So we have to plant them, but then we have to prune them. Dang it. Prune them. So let's go back here. Let's go back here to Psalm 92. Okay, so they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Well, how do we keep them fresh and green? We have to prune them. We have to be willing to make the hard decisions for our kids. We have to be willing to make decisions that they're not going to like. Fine example, one of the best ways to prune your child, ready? No. No. Kids, what's your favorite word? Is it yes or no? Do you like yes more? KL, you like yes? When mom says yes, you can do that. How do you feel when she says no? Mm, he's like, bruh, no. He's like, I actually got in a fight with her the other day. You should see the other guy, right? Like, he's, he's got a little thing right there. Okay. Got a bandage. We got to prune our, we got to, I got to prune yourself in the word, right? Let the Holy Spirit prune you through reading the word, but also use God's word as the perfect pruning tool, right? They have tools that you prune plants with. I don't know anything about a plant, okay? I, part of me was like, I'm going to go up there and be super sciencey. Talk about how to prune a plant. And I'm like, I have never pruned a plant, so I'm not going to talk from experience. I just know it exists, okay? So go Google it, okay? I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, herbalists and whatever, and I'm sure there's plant moms in here you could ask some questions to. Um, but if you don't prune, they're going to go out of control, right? So my parents had to pull me back a little bit and say, no, you can't do that. Fine example of a time when they could have, they should have probably said no, but I tried to convince them. And, you know, I paid the price because I didn't listen. I went to a party. They were, I was grounded already. And they were like, 
uh, I don't know. And I tried so hard to convince them. They finally like, fine, get him out the house. He's driving me crazy. I went to this party. Everyone was there. And next thing you know, I knocked the kid's teeth out with my elbow. I mean, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm sorry. I knocked his teeth out, okay? Um, I have a scar right there, if you can see it. It's a little thing. It's like tooth-shaped, like an apple. You know, you bite an apple. Um, yeah, we were playing basketball, and everyone went inside, and I got a little prideful because he was like, I can guard you, and he was the short little uh, uh, kicker for the football team. And I didn't like him. <laughs> Meredith knows exactly what I'm talking about. She's like, he had it coming. He had it coming. And he tried to guard me. He couldn't hold me. And next thing you know, my elbow went to his, to his teeth on accident. On accident. And uh, he lost, well, he didn't lose them. Half of them were in his hand. The other half were still in his mouth. So his two buck teeth got cut in half by my elbow. So just imagine the picture of a kid trying to gasp for air. And every time he breathes, the nerves get hit. If you know, you know, okay? My dad one time had a bad Chinese meal, <laughs> and there was a bone in there, and he chipped his tooth. Every time he breathed, he's like, ah! <laughs> it's like that, right? It's like that, okay? All a result of me pushing back against the pruning, right? Against the pruning, against the discipline. And you know what was not peaceful about that day? Everything. Because then I had to call my dad and go, hey, so. <laughs> Don't you? Uh, parents know. If, yeah. Hey, so. Um, long story short, I knocked out his teeth. I'm not going to say his name. I knocked out Justin's teeth. Um, and I think I need to go to the hospital. Because every time I moved my arm, blood was flying out of there. <laughs> okay? Just a nasty picture. So we went. Now, the one thing, he swallowed one tooth, okay? So we thought one was in my arm. And went to the ER. They cleaned it out. They took an x-ray. Nothing was in my arm. Praise God. Uh, but we did have to clean it out because that's nasty. But you see how wild things can get when we're not getting pruned? Right? And that's what's happening today. We've, we've, lit, we've developed a culture where no one's allowed to be pruned. No one's allowed to have anything come against them. No one, now, you can say anything against anyone else, but if it comes against you, that's how dare you do that. Right? We can accuse. We can do anything we want to someone else who we don't like. And it's the heart of, well, you need to be pruned. Well, the heart is wrong. Right? I'm going to cancel you, and that's your version of getting pruned. Now, pruning is taking someone aside and going, hey, man, I saw the other day you were with this person doing X, Y. I think God's called you to a higher standard. I think you're called to be someone else, and I'd like to challenge you on this pattern that's going on in your life because I think there's more, right, in you. It's, don't get me started. Maybe you get me started. Um, we need to be pruned. Why? Because if we're not pruning, the fruit, the seeds get caught up in the weeds, Right? And we cannot have that. So parents, prune them kids. Prune them with the word of Jesus. And we'll get, to, we'll get to the how in a little bit of how we can do that. But see, what happens when you start to plant your plants and you prune them, take care of them. Carly used to have this, like, little eucalyptus plant or something like that, aloe plant. Is that an aloe thing? Yeah. I don't know how you prune aloe, but this thing just kept growing. And it had this little cute pot. It was from Sam's Club or something, Right? And at first, it was nice and pretty. And then it just kept growing. And next thing you know, this thing's got an arm like this long. And it just looked ugly, you know. So I don't know how you prune an aloe plant, but I guess you just take it off and rub it on your face or something like that. That's what, that's what everyone does on TikTok, I guess. I don't know. Everyone over like 40 here is like, what is that? TikTok. You know, you can drink aloe. You can rub it on issues, I guess. I don't know what you do with aloe. I don't know. I'll stop talking about aloe. How about that? Okay, so we're going to plant our kids. We're going to prune them with the word of God, and then we're going to proclaim the word. Because guess what? Verse 15, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. 
Oh, man. All right. So this is a can of worms. But I find it immaculate. So sometimes I wonder, you ever hear people on social media or just out in the world or on the news, and they're talk, they're trying to represent Jesus, right? And I go, did you read the Bible? Have any of y'all read the Bible? Um, there's a thing called, like, you know, exvangelicalism or new evangelicalism and all this random stuff that I don't know anything about, but I've heard them talk, and I go, I don't know. I don't hear you proclaiming that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there's no wickedness in him. I hear a lot of reproach on my God. And I'm confused by that because I go, if you truly believe this word is inerrant, is the truth, that Jesus Christ came, that he died for our sin, that he rose again and is seated again, right? I don't know how you look at this book and go, yeah, there's something wrong with it. I'm offended. Something must be wrong with the book. Or the argument of, well, it was passed down from generation and it was edited and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> no, you don't. Um, the word has stayed the same, always has, and always will be. Every time it, gets, it tries to get blotted out from existence, it doesn't work. It just keeps appearing. It's the most stolen book of all time. It's the most bought book of all time, and that continues to this day. And yet, we're biblically illiterate. Make that make sense, right? That's like, that's like Benny, Brennan, buying a DLC pack for a game over and over and over again and you still don't get to wear the outfit. What's wrong with that, right? You still don't look like what you bought, okay? Brennan's like, dang it. Mom's not gonna let me play Fortnite anymore. I gotta read my Bible. <laughs> Do it, Rochelle. Do it. I'm guilty. I play with them. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I did spend some, I spent like 10 bucks the other day on Apex Legends. I was kind of sad. I was like, I just bought an outfit on a game. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought an outfit. I don't even get to wear it. You know, crazy. It sucks, Moses. It sucks. You know why? Because I could have bought a coffee. I could have bought one coffee from next door for $10. Okay. <laughs> Owners in here? No? Okay, good, good. But look, you see what happens when you plant in the house? They flourish, then they bear fruit, they stay fresh and green, and then they proclaim. The natural result of staying planted is proclaiming. And the only way, the, I'm telling you, and it's, it's a miracle of God, the only way that I can continue to stand here today, it doesn't even matter me standing up here, just being a believer in this day and age all glory to God, because there are so many things that come against me, that come against you guys, that get bombarded with every day, lies, deceit, laws, everything that goes on to try and eliminate and repress and depress truth, the word of God, deceiving, like, oh, yeah, you can, you can believe it, but, like, you don't have to necessarily live it, right? Like, if you don't sin, Jesus died for nothing, right? Well, again, you haven't read the Bible when Paul says, shall I continue sinning so that grace may... No, by no means, right? Where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. But we're not called to sin just because he died for it. That makes... Right? If someone pays off your debt, does that mean go back in debt? No. No. <laughs> Tell you what, right now, I'm in debt on a ring, and... Anyone, in, anyone uh, you know, my, I'll give you my bank account details later. You know, you can wire me the money. Okay? You can pay my debt off. Um, but you know how amazing that would be? I'd be like, thank you, Jesus. I don't want to go back into that. Right? So that's what we've been called to do, to plant, prune, and proclaim that God is who he is. Amen, Marv. When Marv says amen, it's like, get it done, Jesus. You know? Get it done. Also, we exist for God. God, not for us, right? God is for God. And uh, we exist to worship him and praise him and give him glory. And he's not, he's not the genie in the bottle. He's not the, okay, God, I did X, Y, and Z. He's not the God of equations. He's the God of listen to my word, do what I say. 
it's really hard, though, to do that, to do what he says sometimes. But who knows, when you're obedient, God produces fruit. And I've seen it every time. Every time I get into the house of God, when I don't want to, I'm blessed. I feel refreshed. I feel encouraged. Every time that I am like, oh, man, I don't want to pray for that person because of how I feel, X, Y, and Z. But then I do, and that person's blessed. I'm blessed because they're blessed, right? God's called you to get out there and to do this thing. I think that's been the biggest thing in my life lately is do it. Like Nike. Just do it. Moses is like, I don't wear Nike, Alex. I'm... Oh, well, you shouldn't have told me that. Yeah, just... Moses, I threw away all my Nikes. Okay? I know. I know. Because I'm spiritual. Okay? I'm just kidding. If you're wearing Nikes today, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going there. Nathan's like, bro, I got Jordans on right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but here's the deal. Your soil influences your sprouts. And my biggest heart is for these children, these kids. I love these kids. I kind of get kid fever sometimes, you know. I start looking at Carly like, we should have moved the date up, you know. <laughs> That's too deep. I'm sorry. Some of you are like, what? TMI. We got to get Heidi in the, like the third, fourth row, Kip. She's... She's talking about stuff. Um, but these kids right here, like Boone, for example. Hi, Boone. Hey, bud. I look at these kids, I just start smiling because the father looks at his children this way, right? If you don't believe me, that's fine. <laughs> but believe the word when he talks about his children, okay? Check this out. Psalm 103. This is beautiful. I want you guys to live with this because I want to be someone, childlike faith. Okay, there's a place for maturity. There's a place for growing in God's word, right? He's not called us to be uh, childish, right, but childlike, to have that bent towards our father, our Abba, right? He says this, as a father, this is Psalm 103, 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we're dust. When you parents look on your kids and you smile, that's how God looks on his children. He smiles, right? He crowns you with love and compassion. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him and his righteousness with their children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. So I would challenge you today to not be so... Um, focused on the immediate reward of my kid needs to come to Christ right now. It took me several years just to even understand that Jesus was calling my name back to him. I felt the tug. Now, I wasn't reporting back to my parents, hey, y'all, I know I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but I felt the tug tonight. No, I went to my bed, my pillow, and I was like, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Something's bothering me. And it was the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was like, hey, I'm right here, right? Let the Holy Spirit work in your kids. You are not the Holy Spirit. You want to be. I want to be sometimes. I want to change someone's life right now. If I just say the right things, then they'll go. If I invite them to church this weekend, because of my invite, they're going to be safe. No. Your faithfulness will bring them into the house of God where they can become planted, right, where they can be watered with the word. What does Jesus talk about? Soil. I'll wrap it up with this, and then I'll move into the house, okay, and then we can pad. Can we bring the pad up now with that ring of the, the, the tone right there? It's beautiful. <sighs> See, then the message sounds really good. Every young pastor ever is like, I want to have a pad the entire time I preach. Just make it sound really good. Okay? It's like, well, it's either good or it's bad, brother. You can't put salt, or you can't put a cologne on poo. You know? 
Some of you are like, it smells already. It's because the kids are here, okay? The kids are in the building. Kids are in the building. Okay, now I got to find it. Because I was so prepared. Chris, why am I, why am I, this is, <laughs> the soil. Where am I at? Yes. Now look, I read my Bible, but I'm, look, I can't even remember people's names, okay? Here we go, I got it. Praise the Lamb. Parable of the Sower, I knew where I was going. Matthew 13, by the way, Jill. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Okay. All right, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. A seed has to be sown. Amen? It has to be sown in there. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they only last a short time. Heidi, was it last week? Two weeks ago, last week. She showed the picture of the, the tree that had no roots and it just fell right over. It didn't disrupt nothing around it. It was just ding, ding, right? And unfortunately, when we don't grow roots, when we don't get planted into the house, see, this is the problem with I am the church. I don't have to go to the church. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to gather around. Well, God calls us, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Okay? We're called to meet. We're called to be a community. We're called to be together in this journey. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. How many times have I read the word and gone, dang it, I'm caught. It got me again. Right? Now, I could easily say, something's wrong with the word. It's offending me. We live in a spirit of offense currently today. That's why the bait of Satan was so timely, right? God has not called us to just get offended at any little thing the word says to us about our condition. We're fallen, broken people, and we need the word to cultivate our soil. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. God's word stays the same. From the Old Testament, that when you're planted, you'll flourish. Jesus is saying the same thing. When you're planted, you'll flourish. And so I want to give you three quick little hows. Okay, if you, if you don't know how yet, here's three quick little hows. Number one, we got to be planted in God's word, obviously, obviously. But this thing right here is the perfect pot to plant yourself. Amen? Oh, it's not loud enough for the word. Amen. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Is that Joel? Yeah. Great. Praise God. Joel's planted. Follow him on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe. Joelster77. Your YouTube video for the day, Joel. I am planted, guys. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Yeah. God's called us to be planted. So we've got to plant ourselves in God's word and plant ourselves in God's people. That's number two. God's church. God's the building, the house. Okay? Carly and I get the opportunity to get married in the house in a couple months. And I'm excited. And there's something special about that, right? There's something, you know, I don't want to say the word traditional or whatever, but... Being joined together as one in the house of God with God's covering and people praying for us, the community. The, uh, I was actually really insecure about getting up and, and preaching this week. The enemy was really attacking me, saying I'm inadequate. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to, nothing that I say is going to work. It doesn't matter what I, I mean, it's, it matters what I say, but the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to work, right? And... I reached out, and I normally don't because I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out myself. I'll do it on my own, you know, and uh, I was like, you know what? I felt like God was saying, 
ask for prayer. And I was like, all right. So I reached out to a bunch of people in this house, people that I love and trust and that love me. And I just said, hey, y'all, this is how I'm feeling. And it wasn't just, hey, I'm praying for you. Because who knows how easy it is to say to someone at Walmart, you know, I'll be praying for you. You know? How about this? Challenge number one. Pray for them in the moment. If you're going to say, I'm going to pray for you, say, I'm going to pray for you right now. Okay? My dad, uh, a couple, maybe a couple years ago, he was at the pizza, this pizza place. And the guy cooking the pizza, the owner, they were talking or whatever. And he was talking about his shoulder or something was hurting him or whatever. And dad was like, oh, well, are you okay if I pray for you? And the guy was like, oh, yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And dad was like, no, like right now. The guy was like, sure, I guess. You know, like, what? Because the world is used to us saying the quips, right? Oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, be blessed. You know, how you doing today? Great. God's called you to do that in the moment. The church needs to be mobilized. So pray for your pizza delivery guy in the name of Jesus, okay? Pray for him. Lay hands on him. So anyways, they, these, these people text me back. They don't say, I'm, I'm praying for you. They, they start speaking words over my life. They start bringing scripture and praying scripture over me. And they're doing whatever. Rochelle sent me a voice message. So y'all take notes. Okay, if you're going to send me, send me a voice message next time. Okay, it's just, you know, extra effort. She was, she was like, Alex, I got this word for you as I was eating an orange. And I was like, I need to start eating more oranges. <laughs> Dang. I'm going to plant an orange plant. Or it was an orange tree. This is how much I know. This is how much I know. You can tell I live in Illinois. We don't have those, you know? Okay. Tropicana. Okay. So I immediately was so encouraged by these people. And then I got a text at, like, the crack of dawn this morning from Caleb Horn, because he gets up at whatever o'clock in the morning. And he gave me a word. And I'm like, this is so awesome. But it's because I have God's people around me. And I'm around them. If the same thing was asked, I would do the same thing for them, right? And that was helping me flourish because I was planted in God's house. So what? Where the, where the, the band's supposed to come up, right? During the house? No? Oh, when I'm praying. <laughs> I knew that. Okay. God's word. God's people. And here's, here's the favorite one that I don't like. Get planted in God's patience. Patience. I tell you what, today I get to preach preach. Uh, I get to speak at a graduation ceremony, sending these guys off. And I've had these boys in my life for seven years. And uh, they're the most amazing kids ever. They're like my little brothers. But I can tell you, seven years ago, they weren't so amazing. I did not, I was like, coming home like, man, these kids are crazy. How am I ever, how is Jesus going to work in these kids' lives? Because nothing I'm saying is working. And after years and years of prayer, of time, of consistency, of patience, of them telling me something they did or whatever, and I'm going, don't say it. Don't say it. Keep that mouth shut, Alex. Just love on them, you know. Wow, shouldn't have told me that. You know, like, love you. I could call your mom right now, you know. Like, don't. Uh, years and years. And now these kids are, like, wanting to go to ministry school. They're leading worship. They're serving their local church, and it's no result of anything I necessarily did. But I can tell you what, a lack of patience in those moments could really have ruined a lot for them. It could have really uh, maybe burnt the sprout and ripped the sprout from its roots had I not been patient. And that's the grace of God, because I am very not patient. Carly's like, yeah, the walk thing, right? I got to get where I'm going, you know? Uh, I'm not patient. So I have to be planted in God's patience time and time again. Like, all right, I'm going to keep praying for them. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep loving these kids. Because I believe someday God's going to bring the prodigals back. He's going to bring the prodigals back. Notice how in the prodigal story, the son was out there. He was doing his thing. It was the son who was like experiencing what he was experiencing going, I need to go back to my father. Father wasn't out there like, shoot, you know, looking for, chasing after him, doing all these crazy. He, he was patiently waiting. And his, when his son returned, boom, 
father ran to him. So have patience. Trust the process. Your kid will come back. Continue to pray for them. Surround them in prayer and love on them. Water them because someone else might be watering. Right? Paul says some plant, some water, some, some reap the harvest. You might be a link in the chain. And that's hard being the parent being a link. The parent wants to fix it and cause the seed to grow because that's my child. And yes, that happens, but sometimes it's the youth leader. Sometimes it's the person at the conference or at the camp or the, the guy who's a business leader and he encourages your son or your daughter and he's a Christian, he's a believer, right? It's not just the people on the platform. This is, 90, this is 1% of your week, right? Everything else, God, God's going to use you. So, now I'm going to pray. Band, okay? Now I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray a lofty, now I'm just playing. I'm going to play a long prayer. It feels like, yeah, bro, pray for at least two minutes. Please. Um, if you got anything from this wildness today of me talking, be patient with your children because the moment we're not, Okay. The kids nowadays, especially, it's like these kids are looking for people who are going to be patient with them. They're, they want people to be calm with them, to be encouraging to them, to be loving, but also to be truthful and to be real with them. And to say, yeah, I'm going to be patient, but I'm also going to speak truth into your life. And that's the glory of parents. Parents, you have a prime opportunity to speak truth into your children's lives. Because they're not going to get it anywhere else. They're obviously not going to get it in schools anymore. You know, schools used to be part of the family. It used to be part of the, the community. The, you could trust some teachers. And if you're a teacher in here today, God bless you. We pray a special blessing over you. Because you have, you, you need the anointing of God to go into these schools and be, and be truthful. And to carry your cross and to carry the truth on your back to these kids. Um. So I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for everyone in here. And Lord, I pray that right now in this moment, you would begin to move in the hearts of parents and also in the hearts of children. Father, would you begin to cultivate the soil of people who are wanting children? Jesus, we believe that you're a father and you're growing your children here in the house today. So, Lord, we just speak that the youth of this house will begin to take over, and not in a way where there's no authority being held, Jesus, but in a way where there was, the authority is being respected, being honored. Jesus, I pray that parents would be receiving double honor today from their children, that children could go back to their family and say, Mom, Dad, I love you. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you that you've told me no a million times. Thank you that you've kept me from the fires of the world sometimes. And Holy Spirit, we ask you just to begin pouring out the rain on people's soil, Lord. Where it was dry, would it become damp? Would it become wet? Would it become heavy with your love? Jesus, that it could produce a crop of 30, 60, or 100 times. Jesus, I begin that we would begin to, I pray that we would begin to plant ourselves in your word. Plant ourselves in the house. Plant ourselves in your patience, knowing that you work everything out for good for those who love you, Jesus. That in your timing, Jesus, you will bring up in season fruit. You will bring up new things, streams in the wasteland. God, you're a God who waters. You don't leave us dry, Jesus. And God, uh, in this moment, we just pray that we would lift you up. And as the youth lead us, Jesus, that you would be here in this sweet moment. Jesus, we thank you for the youth team. We thank you, Lord, for Peyton and the anointing that you've placed in her life to lead the next generation, Jesus, to speak truth into the next generation. If everyone could reach their hands towards Peyton, I don't know where she went. She's hiding. She's over here. She's right here in the corner. I'm going to point her out. Reach your hands toward her because she has authority to speak into these children's lives. God has placed you where you are for a reason. God has not called you to be timid, right? God's called you for power, love, a sound mind, so that you can reach and teach these children in all that they're doing. And there's favor over your life, Peyton. There's favor over your life for these students. 
your heart has encouraged me and it's encouraged these students. And uh, so, Father, we pray right now that your love would abound right now over her. Jesus, we speak life over her, Lord, refreshing over her, Lord, over her bones, over her body, Jesus, that all the stressful times after youth is over, Lord, that you would begin to refresh her deeply. And Jesus, uh, Peyton, I see this picture right now of Jesus handing you a gift with a bow wrapped on top of it. And he wants you to receive it. I don't know what it is, but he's calling you to receive it. And he's given you a gift. Praise God. You have many gifts, Peyton, and the Lord is very proud of you, and he honors you today. So, Father, I pray that you just begin to move afresh in her life, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for Dalton as well. Lord, how he leads his family, how he's leading his children, Jesus. And I pray that you would raise up the White House. The White House. <laughs> Lord, let them be an example of what a real White House looks like in the name of Jesus. That they would begin to honor you and praise you for what you are doing in children's lives, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the new gift that you've given them. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. All right, the kiddos, come lead us and bless us. Come on, Jules. Come on, Sam. There's that smile, Sam.